0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to another edition of NFL Reacts. I'm Stephen Serta of Arrowhead Pride. NFL Reacts is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. We're inching towards the fantasy playoffs and could be looking at uh, some very cobbled together Lineups this week, several star players likely not going to be in action. Alvin Kamara already missed Thursday night football. Dalvin Cook isn't expected to play, and it sounds like Debo Samuel's also going to be out this week. DeAndre Swift has already been ruled out, and things are looking unlikely for Dale- Darren Waller suiting up for the Raiders. Welcome to week 13 of the NFL season. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get to it. It's just me and Kate Magic of D- DK Nation today. Justice is out. So we're going to try to help you guys get prepared for week 13 of the fantasy football season. We'll, of course, have our pick three later on in the show, but we open as we do each and every week. Kate, Thursday night football action. Dallas Cowboys beat the New Orleans Saints. Um, Taysom Hill did get the start, though. Uh, He threw four interceptions, but he rushed for over 100 yards. So... That's why we're putting Taysom Hill into our fantasy lineups, right? Like, that's the upside that he's going to supply on a weekly basis. I have no confidence in him as a thrower. But if he can rush for 100 yards every game, I think he can still be in your fantasy lineup on a weekly basis.
1: Uh, He definitely can. And, like, the way that this whole game just orchestrated itself, uh, yes, he turned over the ball at a ridiculous (laughs) rate. Like, you cannot hand over four interceptions. But, I mean, this is literally the cheat code for any fantasy football league, Uh, like regardless of scoring, I feel like um, this is a great matchup. And you know what, even Taysom Hill, though he's not a proficient passer, he does have a pretty like nice schedule coming up for the fantasy football playoffs Um, week 14 against the jets, Tampa Bay, which we know they've been beatable through the air. Um, I don't know if Taysom Hill will qualify there, but uh, then then they get Miami. These aren't like impossible defenses um, and Taysom Hill actually might be a pretty viable quarterback to roll through your fantasy playoffs as gross as it sounds after that four interception game.
0: Yeah. And we we will talk about Jalen hurts a little bit later in the show, but like that's the upside of having a quarterback who's going to run is that like Jalen hurts while he seems to leave a lot on the table as a passer. He provides that upside on a weekly basis with his legs, and that's exactly what Taysom Hill is. I don't know that he supplies any upside as a passer, (laughs) really, but he's going to be able to get yards on the ground, and especially while the Saints are super injured and banged up, and we have no idea when Alvin Kamara is going to be back. They keep trying to get him into practice. Then he keeps not practicing, and they're really not updating us on his status or whether or not he's going to be available anytime soon. So Taysom Hill is going to be the key component of this offense moving forward, I guess, because I don't feel confident starting any of their pass catchers in my fantasy lineups.
1: Not confident in any of the pass catchers, not confident even in, in Mark Ingram. Uh, that that didn't work. I actually thought Mark Ingram with Taysom Hill under center was going to have a decent outing. Um, that, that didn't work out. I think Taysom Hill probably is... Um, like the only fantasy viable asset at this point where we are. Um, But what about like the the fantasy value of Ezekiel Elliott? I think he's a great storyline from Thursday Night Football because, my God, Steven, he doesn't look good. Uh, He looks um, like very unhealthy. I think uh, it would just be best to put him on IR, rest him up, uh, because he seems determined to play through this knee injury and he doesn't look good doing it.
0: Yeah. So what happened to this report that they were going to hold Zeke out of action for a while to let him get healthy (laughs) because they didn't. And he still got plenty of run last night and he did not look good. Like he just looks slow. He, he looks like he has no explosion right now. And, you know, he's lost a little bit of explosion over the last couple of seasons, I feel like, but he does not look like a healthy running back. And Tony Pollard broke off a 58 yard touchdown We all love Tony Pollard. He's incredible. He's an explosive, dynamic, playmaking, running back. And I would love to see what Tony Pollard looks like with like 20 touches in this offense. But I don't know if we're going to get it because it seems like they're just going to keep putting Zeke out there, whether he's healthy or not.
1: Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look good. But I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, just over the last month um, and the last four games, he's played 2.9 yards per attempt, 3.5, 2.7. Like, he is not... Ezekiel Elliott right now he is not himself seriously cut your losses I feel like I, we we just need to uh see Pollard in action and you know I I do wonder with Tony Pollard because he is such an explosive back and I feel like he's really nice in this like sort of electric role um he's a really nice change of pace back um I don't know if we'll see you know quite as much efficiency from Tony Pollard Um, If he's in a full-time role, but I mean, he looks far and away like the better running back and they need to get him more involved. They need Zeke to take a break, man. Take a break.
0: Yeah, I know the Cowboys won last night, but they've been struggling lately and that offense doesn't look quite as explosive and they weren't great last night. But, you know, the four interceptions made the final score look a little bit better than it would have otherwise. But... They've got to figure some things out. And I think that starts with just sitting Zeke and hoping that he's just ready for the playoffs because their offense has slowed down a little bit. And I'm not like worried about the pass catchers. Like Amari Cooper coming back from COVID, he was on a limited snap count, still had a couple of catches in the game. CeeDee Lamb is a stud, and Michael Gallup finally got worked into the offense in a heavy way and like had that awesome touchdown. I love Michael. And he Gell- looks
1: so good. Yes. He looks amazing.
0: I can't wait for him to hit free agency this off season. Please come to Kansas city. They they desperately <laughs> need a guy who can go up and get the football the way that you can. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not worried about any of their offensive weapons moving forward, but yes, we would absolutely love to see Tony Pollard, used as a legitimate RB1, and I think he's got the opportunity to do that, and he would absolutely produce, give Zeke the time off. He's not helping anybody right now by playing the way that he looks. But I do want to talk about another major running back who is likely out and possibly for the foreseeable future in Dalvin Cook, who now has two bad shoulders. Uh, He was already fighting one shoulder injury and hurt his other shoulder last week, and it sounds like he could miss a serious amount of time. So in steps, Alexander Madison, who has already produced filling in for Dalvin cook earlier this season. We know that he's a good player. We know that the Vikings are going to run the ball and they have one of the best matchups you could possibly have against an opposing defense in the Detroit lions this week. Like Alexander Madison is a smash play this week and really moving forward. He's got to be in your lineups. Like Alexander Madison, Kate, do you think that he's got like, league winning type of potential as we move closer to the playoffs. If Dalvin cook is out for that stretch.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Um, absolutely. He <laughs> like, uh, one of my favorite potential league winners. Uh, I, I just think across the board, um, anytime he's had the opportunity, he has played very well. Uh, like there's no, no question mark about that. Um, in his four starts, uh, like, without Dalvin Cook in the picture, averaging 21 PPR points per game. Um, I think Alexander Madison, uh, you know, is going to be a, uh, a fringe RB1 rest of season. Dalvin Cook is the only que- like question mark there because uh, we got the initial reports. It was like a torn labrum on the MRI. Then um, then we hear, no, it's not. And then we hear, well, there, there's, there's two. Sh- it's just been kind of a hobbled mess. It's not really been totally clear. Uh, how long we could expect to, you know, see Cook out of the lineup. But, I mean, he's got a pretty significant shoulder injury history. So I have to imagine, like, you're going to want to be a little cautious right now uh, with your your stud running back. And the nice thing is they do have a very talented backup. So they have a little bit more of that luxury to be able to give him some of that that time off as having one of the better running backs – or one of the better backup running backs in the league. Um, Alexander Madison is 100% a league-winning candidate. But this entire game is going to be the game of the backup running back because, as you mentioned earlier, on the other side of the ball, you have DeAndre Swift. Uh, He, again, shoulder injuries galore. Um, He suffered a shoulder injury on Thanksgiving uh, in their big game. Now we see Jamal Williams get Uh, a very uh, we're going to presume a very nice uh, and generous touch volume and the Vikings haven't necessarily been uh, all that great against the run like Jamal Williams could be in a really interesting spot I think both of these running backs uh, as backups could steal the show on Sunday
0: yeah and when you talk about the Detroit Lions Dan Campbell took over the play calling for them a couple of weeks ago and since Dan Campbell has taken over the play calling he is just running the football because he knows Jared Goff just isn't very good. They don't have very talented pass catchers. And so if their offense is going to accomplish anything, it's going to be on the ground. So yeah, I absolutely love Jamal Williams. It's a major bummer that Deandre Swift is hurt. Uh, he looked like he's the best player on the Detroit lions. This season was one of the few bright spots. And I hope that he comes back later in the year and is healthy and can still complement your fantasy team into the fantasy postseason. But yeah, it's the Jamal Williams show, and they're going to run the football a lot. So get Jamal Williams into your lineup this week. And we do, I want to mention really quick, Christian McCaffrey ruled out for the rest of the season last week. Uh, The Panthers are on a bye, so they aren't playing this week. But that leads us into our first NFL Reacts poll of the day. Which backup running back would you rather have the rest of the season? 49% of you said Alexander Madison. 51% of you said Chuba Hubbard. And I think this is absolutely crazy. Like we just, this is nuts. Yeah. We just talked about Alexander Madison and his potential league winning league winning end to the year over this run. if Dalvin cook is out for a significant amount of time, like Chuba Hubbard was fine filling in, but that Panther's offense is in shambles right now. I don't know if we could trust cam Newton. He didn't look better than Sam Darnold. He was supposed to be better than Sam Darnold and he did not look better (laughs) than Sam Darnold last week. So I don't trust this at all. Uh, Amir Abdullah be was getting a lot of snaps last week. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense what you guys are voting on right now. Alexander Madison is the dude, not Chuba Hubbard.
1: Yeah, I and like I'm a huge Chuba Hubbard fan. Very like I, I love Chuba Hubbard. Um, I, I loved him coming out of school. I thought he fell way too far in the draft. Uh, you know, just due to playing. You know, through some injuries in his final season, um, but. No, the answer here is a hundred percent Alexander Madison. So let me let me make my case, guys. Week thirteen, as Stephen mentioned, we've got the bye. Week fourteen against Atlanta, that's a fine matchup. Um, didn't uh, you know? We've already seen one matchup between Shuba Hubbard, where he was the lead back, um, twenty-four rushing attempts, only eighty-two rushing yards, got the score on that matchup. But uh, then in your fantasy playoffs, week fifteen against. Buffalo, one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL right now. Carolina against Tampa Bay, one of the best rush defenses in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to, like, cut my losses here on a running back that uh, has a really tough schedule, is on an offense that is not looking fantastic. And uh, the the goal line running back is probably going to steal touches Mr. Cam Newton, Uh Chuba is a big, like a, a big volume play for me. But outside of volume, like Alexander Madison has all of the upside, y'all. You gotta write us on Twitter and tell us where were we voting here. What did, what did we miss as as like the you know the the people asking the question? Uh, what are we missing on Chuba Hubbard?
0: Yeah, it, it makes zero sense. I, I, I don't know. Why you guys voted this way. Maybe you guys are just unfamiliar with both of them as players. And Chuba Hubbard's fine, but Alexander Madison is gonna get the volume. I don't even know that we can guarantee that Chuba Hubbard is going to get that volume the way they used Amir Abdullah last week. So Alexander Madison is the clear answer here. And I think these poll numbers are absolutely outrageous.
1: We will give you the chance to convince us otherwise, but I'm I'm gonna let you know that's an uphill battle, guys. Yeah. I'm not sure. Not sure that it's going to work out.
0: We have to get into this Seattle Seahawks offense. That no. has just been awful for your fantasy lineups uh, since Russell Wilson came back. DK Metcalf is just non-existent in this offense right now. And I feel like there's something going on between Russell and DK because Russell's just not even looking DK's way right now. And Russell Wilson, I think, is still clearly injured and just playing through it because this was the first time in his career that he missed a significant amount of time ever. Like Russell Wilson just did not miss games and he hasn't really responded well to that since coming back from injury and the Seahawks are still doing weird stuff where they don't want him under center, which makes me think that he's having problems like gripping the football which seems like it's all catastrophic for your fantasy lineups. Cause I'd imagine a lot of you are still plugging and playing Russell Wilson into your lineup each and every week as if he's a quarterback one. And I don't think you can rely on that at all anymore. Like Russell Wilson should not just be a plug and play starter. And the same thing goes for DK Metcalf. Like DK Metcalf is going to run you right out of the playoffs. If you keep just putting him in without even questioning it.
1: Well, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I was doing some digging on DK Metcalf uh, this morning, actually, because uh, I was thinking about, you know, his value in dynasty fantasy football and just the overall hype regarding DK Metcalf because he is an uber talented wide receiver. He's a freak athlete. We know all these things about him, but overall, for, you know, fantasy purposes, he got off to a great start. Uh, but through his career, uh, I took a look back to the 2019 season. Even when he's at his peak, when uh, you know Russell Wilson is at his peak, uh, he's been a wide receiver three or worse in 63% of his career games. So he's booming. Uh, but when he's not booming, he's not doing your lineups very much justice. I do think um, I, you really have to question whether or not you're you're gonna play DK Metcalf, and the issue is, I I don't know that there's uh, like anybody that has as, as high upside, but the floor as we've seen in the last three weeks is so low. Is it, like what kind of uh, tier are we placing DK Metcalf in rest of season? Because for me, he's like a low end wide receiver too that has tremendous upside, which is essentially Kendrick Bourne. Like if we're, if we want to talk about like numbers and production, Kendrick Bourne is doing more than DK Metcalf right now. Uh, And I honestly probably might trust Kendrick Bourne a bit more in my lineups than DK Metcalf, which is the most insane thing I've ever said in my life.
0: Yeah. He's totally fallen back to the pack of like clear touchdown dependent wide receiver. And that sucks because we've seen that he's a really talented player, but Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks offense just isn't working. And it hurts Tyler Lockett as well. Um, Their running game is just awful. Like, please stop putting Alex Collins into your lineup. Maybe DJ Dallas has some upside. But like the Seahawks want to run the ball. And so they're going to still try to run the ball. But they can't. They're, They're simply not good at it. They can't throw right now either. Russell's still banged up. DK Metcalf just doesn't belong in your lineup right now. Like, unless they unless they go totally nuts this weekend against the 49ers, then you can feel confident again, maybe if you think that they're healthy. But like I, I'm avoiding all Seahawks players in my fantasy lineups at the moment. I, I just cannot trust them.
1: Yeah, it it's too volatile. Um, I'm I'm just kind of out on the Seahawks. And to be fair, I think uh Pete Carroll's also out on the Seahawks. Like Everybody's out on the Seahawks right now, including their their actual team. I just hard pass rest of season, unless I like. I, I I don't know. I once you've once you've broken my heart like this, it's very hard to gain my trust back. Uh, this could be uh, a very disastrous end to the fantasy season for people who drafted DK Metcalf very highly because he is a guy that's hard to bench.
0: Well, and you mentioned him in Dynasty, like once we get into the off season and you're getting prepared for your dynasty drafts, I would chip DK Metcalf because if you could still get a a pick haul for him, uh, just based on name alone, I would do it because I don't think Russell Wilson's going to be a Seahawk next year. And I don't know what that team is going to be moving forward, but it seems like they need to break it down and totally rebuild in Seattle. So I don't love that for DK and I certainly don't love it for my dynasty roster. So I'd be seeing what I could get for DK Metcalf in my dynasty leagues. Uh, Oh, for sure. We have talked about all these running back injuries and one running back who is actually healthy now. Saquon Barkley uh, returned for the Giants a couple weeks back. He has not been productive, though. And now the Giants are going to be without Daniel Jones. So Mike, the neck Glennon gets the start (laughs) this week. And I don't feel confident putting Saquon Barkley into my lineup. Now, with all the running back injuries that everyone is dealing with across fantasy football, Saquon Barkley has to be in your lineup. Like, he simply just has to be in your lineup because you just need volume. You just need opportunity at this point. But I'm curious, Kate, like – how do we feel about Saquon Barkley, like in dynasty formats moving forward and like headed into next fantasy football season where we were still drafting this guy like he's a top five running back and outside of his rookie season, he has never been anything close to that. Like we can't trust Saquon Barkley moving forward. And I don't love putting him in my lineup the rest of the season, but I think you kind of have to. Uh
1: Yeah, I mean, Saquon Barkley is a guy that I think uh, in general, people are very frustrated with, which obviously I get that. I know why we're frustrated. Um, But he's in this very weird sort of orb where I feel like his value is too low. uh, But you still have to pay too much if you want to acquire him. He's like in this awkward limbo space. Um, But like going back. So like obviously uh, to start last season, tore his ACL in game two. Um, He got off to a very slow start to return this game uh, or this season from the torn ACL. But then in, in weeks four and five or three and four put up, uh, 20, 29 fantasy points. Like he does still have that upside. We've always known that Saquon Barkley, uh, is one of these guys that can hit a Homer or put up a dud. And that's what he does. Like he, he either gets stuffed or he breaks up a 50 yard run. That's Saquon Barkley for you. And that's the same guy we've been drafting since he was drafted back in 2018, um, I I do think he's going to be a huge value in redraft next season. Although like, gosh, I I don't know where his value is going to fall this off season for dynasty, especially considering all of your top tier running backs are injured um, and ended up kind of screwing your season. Like this whole, this whole landscape of running back, especially in dynasty fantasy football, I think is going to be a mess. And I think we're going to see a shift uh, towards these, Elite producing wide receivers who year in and year out they just display more consistency.
0: Yeah, this season's been a total catastrophe for the top running backs that we were taking in all of our fantasy league drafts this off season. And like next year, it's going to be Jonathan Taylor is going to be the number one overall pick, and then after that, I am with you, I, I don't really know uh, what we're going to be looking at next season because it's going to be hard to trust a lot of these guys. Like. Now Saquon's injury problem, CMC back to back years now with injury issues, Alvin Kamara, like it feels like we're seeing kind of a changing of the guard when it comes to the elite running backs this season compared to what we're going to see next year. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel confident about it. I don't feel confident about Saquon Barkley. If I, if I have a lot of stake of him in my dynasty leagues, I I certainly don't feel great about it right now. Uh, Yeah. the New England Patriots take on the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. Massive game. Uh, the Patriots are the hottest team in football right now. Mac Jones just looking like he's the best quarterback in the draft class. And this defense is really, really good. In come the Buffalo Bills, who I'm pretty questionable questionable about. Um it's going to be a good game. And I think there's going to have a lot of fantasy impact before we really dive into this, Kate, do you need to take a second uh, for Zach Moss, who was a healthy and active for the second time last week? And Matt Breida appears to be the number two back now.
1: Um, yes. Uh, I, I put a stake into my heart. Uh, it, it very much hurts. Um, but I will say uh, watching that game Uh, without Zach Moss in the lineup, you saw really nothing changed. Uh, You had uh, Matt Breda break off like one play, uh, one nice reception, but kind of outside of that, like you didn't see uh, a big shift in the run game. You didn't see uh, a big burst of efficiency in the run game. Um, You still saw the same exact thing that you saw with Zach Moss. Like the Buffalo Bills, they just need to commit to a running back, and I think they'd be able to find more consistency uh, the constant rotation. It's so hard for these guys to get into a rhythm. Um, and I think that's where they do best. Like I think Devin Singletary, uh, he's a, a really explosive running back, uh, but he can also grind out some of those tougher yards. If given the opportunity, like uh, at FAU, he, he was, he was so good at that. And uh, they're, they're just not really giving anybody the opportunity. So whether or not it's Zach Moss, I just want to see them commit to a running back for more than one drive at a time. See if we can get them in a rhythm, and I do think that would that would help. Uh, you know, obviously the offensive line is struggling, but it, you know it it is kind of to the point where uh, I, I think you need to force the issue a little bit more. Um, you know, and just get something established, take some pressure off of Josh Allen. Um, it, it's it's hard. It's very hard. And I yes, I'm heartbroken, and I. Don't want to talk about this anymore, but what a game. This is going to be a great game. Um, I'm actually more excited about the Patriots in this game. Like they, they are playing very well and they deserve all of the hype that uh, they're, they're getting right now.
0: Yeah. So I was going to say we could shift to the Patriots side of the ball. Cause I am worried about the Buffalo bills offense in this game because I think the Patriots defense is just that good. Like you're still playing Stefan Diggs, You're still playing Josh Allen, Dawson Knox because you can't bench those guys with all the upside that they have. But the Patriots defense is for real. Now I I don't trust Mac Jones or anything like that. Cause as we've seen, like I think that Mac Jones is a good quarterback, but I think that he's just in the best situation of any rookie quarterback where the Patriots offense is just built to maximize what they ask him to do and not put him in bad situations to turn the football over and stuff like that. But the bill's defense is still good. They've had a questionable schedule, but as far as the Patriots offensive weapons go, I'm a little bit worried. I don't think you should play Ramondre Stevenson this week, as much as I love him. He he's just not getting enough work, not getting enough touches And Damian Harris is going to be the lead back, but the bills run defense has been okay. I think, you have a better time trying to run on the Bills than trying to pass on them, but they also don't have Tredavious Tredavious White. White. Yeah, they That's also don't the have their best corner. corner now. So I'm actually a little higher on these Patriots weapons than I think I was prior to the Tre'Davious White season-ending injury.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm out on the running backs for the Patriots this week. I do like it's. I just don't think um, I, I don't trust the run against these Buffalo Bills. Like I, I just. Maybe, you know, but, or maybe Bill Belichick is going to find a way to, you know, try to exploit the secondary a little bit without Tredavious White. There's still a good secondary without him. Um, but I like I need to talk about Kendrick Bourne for a second. I mentioned him earlier uh, in regards to DK Metcalf. But uh, how about Kendrick Bourne, who's like slowly emerging as the wide receiver one for the Patriots and Mac Jones? Um, I pulled these stats. I tweeted these out a few days ago, but in case you didn't see the tweet uh, since week seven, Kendrick Bourne is the wide receiver 15 in PPR leagues. He ranks 19th in receiving yards. Uh, He ranks first among all wide receivers in passer rating. When targeted ranks eighth in yards after the catch seventh in yards per route run first in fantasy points per snap and fourth in catch rate with an eighty-eight point nine percent catch rate, Kendrick Bourne is playing out of his mind, and he's still available in seventy-five percent of ESPN leagues. What are we doing?
0: That's insane. I would. Have That's to imagine, insane. I would imagine Jacoby Myers is probably rostered in more leagues than Kendrick oh, Bourne. 100
1: percent. Right like is nuts. It's absolutely nuts for the guy that literally broke the record for like longest streak without a touchdown. Like this is ridiculous. Go pick up Kendrick Bourne cuz I'm tired of the disrespect. Um like I'm even fine slotting him in against the Bills. I'm not expecting high upside, but like Kendrick Bourne is a potential league winner that's literally available on your waiver wire and I feel like uh he's my favorite part of this entire uh, storyline uh, for the, the Bills and Patriots. I want to see what this guy can do against a tougher secondary.
0: And that leads us to our next NFL Reacts poll. Are the Patriots the best team in the AFC? 9% say definitely. 63% say it's too early to tell. 28% say absolutely not. I don't think it's too early to tell. I think the Patriots are really, really good. I don't think they're the best team in the AFC. I still think that I'm leaning towards the Kansas City Chiefs as they're really turning things on uh, because I still have question marks about that Patriots offense, but they're really good and they're going to be a playoff team and they're going to be a huge problem because nobody's going to want to play that Bill Belichick defense in January.
1: Yeah, they they are going to be a thorn in anybody's upside, which... A big surprise. They have been for a very long time. I don't think anybody uh, expected the dynasty resurgence uh, of the Patriots this quickly, but it seems like things are just clicking for them. They're going to be um, a, a very interesting team to continue to watch. Now, I do have to give some points to the Chiefs here the defense is where it's turning around. I don't like the offense is looking a little bit better. It's not, I wouldn't say it's humming to the same degree that uh, I want it to hum. I want it to hum uh, a better tune. I want it to, I'm just not liking the song that they're humming, but they're humming it in perfect key, if that makes sense. Um, But the defense is where they've made the most improvements over the last few weeks. And it's like, it's, it's, helpable um the differences they've made there so I do think um it's either the Chiefs or the Patriots and outside of these two teams though I I don't think it's really all that close there's no other team that's been um you know like consistent and you know even the the Kansas City Chiefs losses like they've been to teams that are reasonable losses uh outside of um you know the the Chiefs. I don't really know that there are a lot of other teams that can say that they haven't blown any games that they shouldn't have blown.
0: Yeah, the AFC is just bad. <laughs> like, I don't have <laughs> I don't have confidence in anybody in the AFC this season, and I was that way for a long time this year with the Kansas City Chiefs. But that defense has really turned things around. They've looked like one of the best defenses in football over the last several weeks. I think they're playing above their heads a little bit. I think that's going to come back down to earth sooner or later, but as long as they're not the worst defense in football, like they were early in the season, I still think that the chiefs are the best team in the AFC moving forward. They can just, they can do too much. They can cause too many problems and Andy Reid's coming off of a bye week So I think he's going to have some things dialed up this week, but let's take a Let's take a quick timeout. um, And when we get back, We're going to discuss Debo Samuel, who's been an absolute fantasy monster, likely going to be out this week. Uh, Miles Gaskins finally put together back-to-back strong performances. Can you trust him on a weekly basis? And we'll wrap things up with our pick three. That's next on NFL Reacts.
1: Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise, Y'all about to get rid of roll, road,
0: man. Y'all put the kids to bed. I'm betting one more. Over, under. I'm betting on myself. Across the board. Welcome back into NFL Reacts. I'm Steven Serta of Arrowhead Pride, joined as always by Kate Majuk of DK Nation. Kate, Debo Samuel has been an absolute superstar just incredible one of the best players to watch on sunday this season like he's just been absolutely insane was just shredding defenses early in the year in the receiving game now all of a sudden he's the best running back in football (laughs) like just unstoppable with the ball in his hands is a guy that you just cannot tackle he's been absolutely incredible one of the most valuable players in your fantasy lineup on a weekly basis. And it sounds like he's probably not going to play this week, which is just devastating.
1: It's absolutely devastating. And it's not even, um, it's not even certain that he's going to return next week. Like it sounds like this could be a multiple week injury, uh, multiple week injury, uh, which is super unfortunate. Debo Samuel was just one of the best values across your fantasy drafts in general. Um, People were really down on him after his injury. But I mean, whether he's running the ball, whether he's uh, just no matter what you do to get the ball in his hands, he makes a big play. This is a big spot for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I do think he's, uh, I didn't pick him for my pick three, but like just FYI, still a value this week um, in the like, I think 5,500 range over on DraftKings, which is just super crazy. Um, but Yeah, I I think Debo's uh, like, gosh, it's it's going to be hard for your lineups because he has been uh, probably carrying your teams. If if you've had struggles at running back and were able to nab Debo Samuel late, he's probably put you in a really nice spot for the fantasy playoffs. You just need to have him healthy for your fantasy playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's particularly devastating because there is a case to be made for him being the fantasy football MVP this season. And that leads us to our next NFL Reacts poll. Which player would you rather have on your team this season? 73% of you said Jonathan Taylor, 27% of you said Debo Samuel. I'm not shocked by that. I think it should be a little bit closer because I think you're really underestimating how special Debo Samuel has been this season. There's a case for Cooper Cup to be in this argument too, but I think Jonathan Taylor and Debo Samuel have been the most valuable fantasy players this season. So if you want to make a case for either one of them to be the fantasy MVP, I don't think you can go wrong. Uh, It just sucks that Debo Samuel finally caught the injury bug that a lot of the NFL has been dealing with this season.
1: Well, and I think uh, you can also, um, like you can spin this in two different directions. Like Jonathan Taylor has been far and away like the running back one um, but Debo Samuel, like he, you got to draft him much later. Jonathan Taylor, you probably drafted in the second round. So he's returning. He's still returning value, but um, he's doing what you wanted him to do. Debo Samuel is doing so much more than you ever wanted him to do. My vote for fantasy MVP would go to Debo Samuel, but uh, on a value basis. But I get it. It's it's really hard not to smash Jonathan Taylor every every day.
0: Yeah, and Taylor, Taylor's been spectacular. I, I'm not trying to diminish anything that he's done this season. Deba's just insane. Like, Deba's just inexplicable. He's an inexplicable football player. Like, he's just big and terrifying to try to tackle, but then he's, like, inexplicably explosive, and the 49ers' turnaround really started when they were like, okay, we're just going to use him as a running back now too so not only do you have to worry about him in the passing game anytime he goes in motion he is getting the football and there's nothing you can do about it and it's been awesome to watch it's a bummer i hope that debo samuel comes back soon and is healthy because he's been one of the most exciting players to watch all season long one one of the players who has been one of the most frustrating fantasy players all season long is dolphins running back miles Gaskin. He was drafted as kind of a a mid-tier running back, like sleeper with some upside who was stepping into an offense that we thought was going to take a step forward this season. He's finally put together back-to-back strong performances, but it's kind of all year long. Every time he has a good game, you think, okay, Miles Gaskin, this is his backfield now. Then Salvin Ahmed comes in and plays a bunch of snaps or they have like a weird rotation before Malcolm Brown got hurt. Do you trust Miles Gaskin at this point? Do you feel like you can put Miles Gaskin in your lineup on a weekly basis and he's going to produce for you?
1: I don't think he's a must play, but I do think uh like it, it's pretty hard to sit a guy that's probably going to get uh you know maybe 15 to 20 touches in any given week um somebody that does have the upside uh, as a re- receiver um you know, like the schedule uh, coming up, you've got the New York Giants. The New York Jets is going to be a smash spot. We're going to talk about the Jets' rush defense later. Um, that is going to be where he smashes 100%. Um, but he's a guy that I think it, you you plug in um, and you expect maybe low-end RB2 numbers and you're pleasantly surprised when uh, he, he turns it back around.
0: Yeah, it's just... Again, with all of the injuries, Miles Gaskin probably has to be in your lineup this week, and you just have to hope for the best. But the one Miami Dolphin that I am really excited to see, and I'm thrilled that he is looking like the superstar caliber player that I believe he can be, is wide receiver Jalen Waddell, who has been an absolute stud. He's gotten the targets all season long, but for some reason for half the season, the Miami Dolphins just refused to let him run more than like a three-yard route. And so... He had several games where he was just amassing a lot of receptions, but not really a lot in the yardage department or touchdowns, but that stuff started to kind of come back down to earth now. And it's kind of catching up to where he is producing and putting up yards now and they're letting, and they're doing some more stuff with him a little bit more down the field and he's getting touchdowns. He's the number one wide receiver in this offense. Cause everybody's hurt. Like I'm putting Jalen Waddle into my lineup on a weekly basis and I'm not even questioning it
1: He's a hundred percent a must start, like no questions asked um, just in general. Like I, I can't believe the narrative that's been flipping uh, about Jalen Waddle. It finally he's starting to get some love, but uh, like just Jamar Chase being in the same draft class is so overshadowed Jalen Waddle, but we cannot uh, be like more excited about what he's doing for fantasy three top 12 performances this season. He has been a wide receiver two or better in six of the weeks that he's played this year as a rookie you've got to be super excited about that and guess what he is the literal wide receiver 10 in ppr formats ranks fifth in the nfl uh in catches like this is he's he's crazy he's out of his mind um he hasn't been overly efficient but you have to be so happy uh with the production that you're getting since week six uh he's only had two two weeks where he has had fewer than 15 fantasy points. One of those outings week 10 against Baltimore still managed 10 points. So he didn't kill you. Like he's just, he's been a stud uh, and he's finally starting to get that height value. He's a miss, must start on a, a weekly basis at this point. And um, you, you have to be really happy about just the way that this offense is starting to hum. He's really looked good. Uh, with Tua since uh, they've been healthy. Like this is going to be a nice pairing to watch, uh, I think in the years to come, but um, can't find anybody who's like at more of a smash start every single week that isn't being respected as a smash start every single week.
0: Yeah. I think some of that has to do with that. you know, he's not the flashiest of players, but that's because how the dolphins use him. Like he is explosive, he could be breaking off 70 yard touchdowns. The Dolphins just don't throw down the field. Like Jamar Chase is the flashier of the wide receivers because Joe Burrow will take shots down the field to him. The Dolphins simply don't do it. Like Tua just doesn't throw for more than 15 yards. Like that's just not their game. It's Tua isn't interested in doing it. And so it kind of limits the splash like highlight touchdowns for Jalen Waddle. But if you watch him, man, he is is a stud. He is going to be a really, really good player in this league for a long time. And I'm really excited that everybody's starting to catch up with how talented he is. I I do want to talk about Jalen Hurts, who is coming off his worst fantasy performance of the year for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's also dealing with an ankle injury. But if you ask Jalen Hurts, he says he is playing this weekend. So I'm going to assume that he is going to be in the game and he's going to be active. He's got a fantastic matchup uh, against the New York Jets. I think he's absolute smash player this week. If you've got him, you got to put him in your lineup. As long as he's good to go. Jalen Hurts, I think, is going to bounce back in a big way this week.
1: Yeah, upside's way too high. The rushing ability, I, you got to be a little bit concerned um, just with the fact that uh, he is a little bit hobbled. But if he's going to play, he's always going to have that rushing upside too hard to sit. Uh, there's just not enough upside in other matchups, especially this week, uh, where I'm I'm overly excited and think uh, you know I can afford to sit Jalen Hurts. He's just too darn good.
0: Yeah, uh, it's he's going to produce for you. Like we already talked about him with Taysom Hill uh, a little bit, and Jalen Hurts, like he leaves some things on the table as a passer, obviously, but he still can be a competent passer at times like I'm still confident in him being able to get the ball to Devonte Smith and and moving that offense a little bit now the running backs this week are kind of tricky um Miles Sanders is dealing with an injury he did return to practice on Thursday though so it sounds like there's optimism that he's going to be available this week if Miles Sanders goes then he absolutely needs to be in your lineup in, in a great matchup. And I would assume that the Eagles are going to lean heavy on the run game. Jordan Howard didn't play last week. It sounds like he's not going to play this week. Boston Scott's also dealing with an illness that has kept him out of practice all week. So assuming Miles Sanders is healthy, this could finally be that like Miles Sanders breakout game that we've been chasing the entire season, basically.
1: Uh, Yeah, we, we, like spoiler alert we're going to talk about that pretty soon here but um it, god this matchup is absolutely juicy and delicious they should be in a position where they can run the ball if they give the running back the touches like it, come on run Miles Sanders run him
0: yeah we've I, seen I, I
1: don't know how hard this is guys i like i i don't know What more I can do for you? Obviously, And Miles Sanders, he was dealing, I believe, with an ankle injury last week. But like, give the man some touches um, and I will I will make my case for why he needs to be in your DraftKings lineup uh, here pretty quickly here.
0: Yes, please just give him like 20 touches this week (laughs) because we've been we've been chasing the Miles Sanders game all season. As soon as he got hurt, the Eagles were like, okay, now we're going to run the ball 40 times a game. And then he gets back, and he had a pretty good game last week before he got banged up and had to leave in the fourth quarter. So I love Miles Sanders this week, assuming he goes. I think he absolutely needs to be in your lineups. Another running back who, in the catastrophic landscape that has been this fantasy football season for running backs, Leonard Fournette has been fantastic for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the reason... I think I'm most scared of the Buccaneers out of any team in the NFC right now. That's got a lot of really talented football teams. There's been a lot of ups and downs though. The Bucs are injured and Antonio Brown's offering up fake vaccine cards. And now he's suspended for a few games. Um, I think when they get him back and now with a healthy Gronk, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think, are still the best team in the NFC, like the team that I fear the most when they are 100% healthy. And all of a sudden, they're grounding and pounding teams when they need to. And last week, Fournette went absolutely nuts with four touchdowns against one of the best run defenses in the NFL and the Indianapolis Colts. And so we know the Bucs can pass whenever they want, and especially when all those pass catchers are healthy. They're one of the most explosive passing games in the league. But all of a sudden they can just flip the switch and just run the football with Leonard Fournette as much as they want to. And Leonard Fournette's actually getting involved in the passing game, which is like something that's been absent his entire career. So all of a sudden we've got dual threat running back Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette has huge upside moving forward, especially in this offense. Like the Bucs, when they get healthy, the Bucs are a scary football team for the rest of the league.
1: They are a very scary football team, and uh, Leonard Fournette is just playing some of the best football of his career, um, like a career high in yards per attempt. Um, anytime he's touching the ball, he looks pretty good. Uh, seven total rushing touchdowns this this season, um, his career high rushing touchdowns. Nine. He's almost already broken that, um, and I feel like we haven't even committed to him as like a full time, uh, full time running back or haven't considered him as having that role but i mean he's getting the touches he's had more than 20 touches uh twice this season he's like just he he feels pretty safe but you mentioned the the you know receiving ability there it's definitely been unlocked in the last 3 weeks um nine targets six targets eight targets like that is that those are good targets too like you want those targets Uh, in general, but it's not targets from Taysom Hill, baby. It is targets from Tampa Bay. Tom, like I think Leonard Fournette probably is going to win a lot of people, some championships, though they do have, uh, some, some tough matchups, but that'll be the perfect, uh, situation for them to get in there. And, uh, you know, if they're not able to establish him on the ground, use him out of the backfield, get him involved as a receiver. And that's where you could make your money in the fantasy playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's just all of a sudden he is an RB one who is just getting volume in one of the more explosive offenses in the NFL. Like, I'm excited for Leonard. I'm happy that Leonard is finally is a guy that was like a top five pick, kind of a bust in Jacksonville. I'm happy Leonard's finally found a home and he is producing for fantasy. I love Leonard Fournette. I love this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Uh, Get around. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think Lenny's gotta be in your lineup each and every week moving forward. And I agree. I think he can be an absolute league winner. But we do this each and every week. Let's get to our pick three. Pick me! One, two, three, pick one. On three. pick three, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Pick three is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Each and every week, we pick one quarterback, one running back, and one wide receiver, that we think you have to get into your draft Kings lineups. These are players that we think supply some value and give you a little bit more flexibility to go out and spend big on other positions. So let's get things going. Kate, who is your pick three quarterback for week 13?
1: All right, guys, this one's going to be a grossy Josie, uh, but I do think it's um, a really <laughs> nice salary cap relief. I'm talking about Tyrod Taylor, who's, uh, I believe the least expensive, uh, rosterable quarterback this week. Um, Out of any starting quarterback, he uh, is going to save you the most money for sure. The upside isn't relatively high, I guess. Um, He's had 26 points uh, in his first game. Obviously, then he got injured. uh, And then since his return, hasn't uh, exactly razzle-dazzled you um, in his last two weeks. 20 points, 12.9 points. I'm hoping for a really nice outing in this week, uh, and I'm I'm very just obsessed with the price point here, especially for a running quarterback who does have uh, the ability to get these rushing touchdowns. In week 11, we saw him take two of them. Uh, now against the Colts, they're at home. I, I do think this could be a really nice spot for him to maybe exploit that secondary a little bit, get Brandon Cooks going, um, and just. Enjoy the salary cap relief because I think, um, at his current price point, fifty three hundred dollars for a guy that does have rushing upside, I'll take that all day.
0: Yeah, I love Tyrod Taylor, I, I really like that pick. And my pick three quarterback is a little bit more expensive, though I will add, I think there is several favorable quarterback matchups this week. I just like the price point of Carson Wentz at sixty one hundred. Uh, He's without a doubt a roller coaster of a quarterback who's guaranteed to turn the ball over in at least one impressive fashion on a weekly basis. But he did throw two touchdowns last time he played Houston. I feel like that's his floor this week. Uh, And I think this is a big Michael Pittman game incoming. So I'm trying to cash in with the value in Carson Wentz. Michael Pittman's been a little bit down lately, but it's mostly been because it's the Jonathan Taylor show at the moment. But we know Michael Pittman's a stud. I think he's going to have a huge game. And I think that's going to mean fantasy points for Carson Wentz. Your pick three running back, Kate.
1: All right. I I alluded to this one earlier. I'm rolling with Miles Sanders sitting at $5,200 on DraftKings this week with it, which I think is just such a huge value here. Looking at the running back landscape there in Philly, the biggest issue for Miles Sanders has been the touch volume. You have Jordan Howard currently managing a knee injury, missed the last two practices. Boston Scott has a non-COVID related illness. He's also missed the last two practices. We don't have a great idea um, whether or not this is going to force him from the game. But uh, Miles Sanders is in line to get a lot of touches against the Jets defense that are just allowing touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Like it, it, this should be a smash spot for Miles Sanders if he can't get it done against this rushing defense, which is absolutely struggling. Um, there's there's no, no answer. They're uh, allowing the most fantasy points to opposing running backs in the NFL right now. And Miles Sanders, when you look at his splits, anytime he's had over 12 rushing attempts in his uh, you know, short career so far, uh, he's averaged nearly 17 PPR points per game. Uh, at that value at 5,200, delish.
0: Yes. Miles Sanders breakout game. Please, please, we are going to will it this week. He's going to be a monster. Please get him into your lineups. I am trying to will this running back into a good game this week. Bears running back David Montgomery. He's $5,600 in a tough matchup against the Cardinals who might have Kyler Murray back. But I like David Montgomery. I think he is a talented player. And I think one thing we can feel confident about with this Bears offense, whether it's Justin Fields or Andy Dalton under center They're going to run the ball like they simply do not want to throw. They just haven't done it all year. They're the worst passing team in the NFL. They're going to try to run the football. That's just how they play. It doesn't matter what the game script is. And David Montgomery hasn't produced a ton for you since coming back from injury. I think this is the game where he finally has an opportunity to do that. I think he finds the end zone. I'm willing a good game for Bears running back David Montgomery. I'm putting him into my lineups this week. Your pick three wide receiver, Kate.
1: All right, I'm going with another value here. Hunter Renfro sitting at $5,800 since their week eight buy. He has been a top 12 wide receiver in three out of the last four games. Absolutely crazy. He's been seeing a ton of targets. He has been uh, essentially their team's wide receiver one. Um, Though he doesn't uh, necessarily flash when it comes to size, he is an impressive route runner Uh, coming off like a 130-yard receiving game. Um, I love the price point, but I just love the PPR upside here um, and it, just his ability to to be the possession receiver for that game. It's clear that this is a team that uh, is very much reliant on Hunter Renfro since the Henry Ruggs incident, and now they get a Washington defense who's been very suspect in their secondary. I think Hunter Renfro is in a great spot for uh, yet another wide receiver one performance. Um, but even even when he's not performing as a wide receiver one, uh, he's had five top 24 weeks this season. Just such a quiet stud. Uh, I, I absolutely love this opportunity and the price point.
0: Yeah, Since the Raiders released Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro has really become their biggest playmaker. And Deshaun Jackson might not be available this week. Darren Waller might not be available this week. Hunter Renfro is about to have like 15 targets this game. Yes, so, please. I think that's a fantastic pick. My wide receiver is Brandon Ayuk. He's fifty six hundred dollars, and he's been trending in the right direction. He seems to finally be out of the Kyle Shanahan doghouse. We already told you it's unlikely that Debo Samuel's going to be available this week, and they get a Seahawks defense that is awful, like just straight up terrible. They're giving up points to everyone. I don't think that Brandon Ayuk is necessarily going to step into the exact Debo Samuel role. But we've seen the 49ers. You mean the,
1: the role of RB1, just to clarify? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But we've seen the 49ers, you know, do some rushes with Brandon I.U., give him the ball out of the backfield. And they design things like that to their playmakers. So I think he's going to have a huge opportunity this week to really step into that Debo Samuel light role, I guess. So <laughs> I love Brandon I.U. Please get him into your lineup. That is our pick three presented by DraftKings. Thank you guys so much for listening. To NFL reacts each and every week before we get out of here. I do have to ask that you please subscribe rate and review everything that we're doing on the SB nation NFL show, please five stars. That's the business that we're in here at the SB nation <laughs> NFL show. You can follow Kate on Twitter at FF I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me, go win some money, get into the fantasy playoffs, clinch that playoff seed. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.